Welcome to the Santa Cruz Coffee Break. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcasts, please follow, hit the like button, or any subscribes. It really helps us with the algorithms. Santa Cruz Coffee Break is produced by the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum. All opinions are those of the speakers. We invite you to join us on the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum at SCGCPF for more fun. Now, let's get on with this installment of Santa Cruz Coffee Break. We'd like to welcome you to the 60th edition, number 60, Tad. Number 60. We never thought we'd get this far. Um, <laughs> and thank you, COVID, for, for really letting us dig in and, and do it. One of the blessings of it. But um, today we we have a really unbelievable opportunity. Um, Brandon Adams has introduced us to Josh Martin. And this guy's a rocket ship. Uh we're really excited to have him here. Um, so welcome in, Josh. And um, thanks, guys. Thank you. We are uh, we are honored and blessed to have you here. Well, it's good to be here. I've uh, I've been such a big fan of the Santa Cruz Guitar Company for a, a long time, and uh, it's uh, it's always cool when you meet cool people who introduce you to more cool people, and you know it just keeps keeps going down the line. So glad to be here. <laughs> It's the best way, you know, it yeah. really is. It's, it's, um, it, we want to make sure that we get your story out and we're really honored that you, you'd share it with us. Yeah. So we're in a guitar room there and we're somewhere out of Nashville. Um, I see a tape machine in the background. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually currently in, uh, East Kentucky where, uh, my homestead is. And, uh, I do have an old, it's a it's an old Tascam tape machine that that me and my dad had an old studio when I was growing up and uh, that was actually what I cut my teeth learning to record music on was that old Tascam it's a twenty four track reel to reel and uh, gave me a real good introduction into the recording side of the music business and uh, yeah that, that it needs a little work but it doesn't everything that we have <laughs> where 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 oh. in Eastern where in Eastern Kentucky? I, that was that was a big question for me. I saw Appalachia, and um, uh, I have a lot of connection down there, and and uh, it's a real special part of the country. Oh, it is. Yeah, actually, I, I'm I'm from a little town called Eastern <laughs> Kentucky. So, hey, if you're looking for somebody who's a true Eastern Kentuckian, you found him. Okay, uh, <laughs> but the closest uh, the closest couple cities, I guess, would be Prestonsburg. Pikeville is probably 45 minutes from me here. And then, uh, yeah, we're almost in Virginia and West Virginia over in this part of the woods. So, uh, but like you said, Richard, there's, there's such a hotbed of, of music that happens and, and just happens to come out of here, uh, you know, within the past 30, 40 years in the country music business, it has just been incredible. Uh, the ratio of musicians that have, have came out of this neck of the woods. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, that's fantastic. Um, you're uh, you grew up there. I did, yeah. Born and raised, and moved uh, moved out of here briefly to go to school. I went to the University of Kentucky. Um, graduated there in 2011, and then shortly after that, we moved to Nashville and started my music career down there. And Spent about 10 years in Nashville and COVID happened and uh, everything was starting to go virtual. And, you know, we were doing a, a whole lot of traveling during that time. And uh, 
I was only finding myself going to Nashville a couple times a year, and that was to record. I said, well, daggone, let's, let's go back home in the hills and get a little East Kentucky inspiration in this thing. <laughs> and so we, uh, we wound up founding, found our way back here and, uh, it's been a, a very big blessing. So, yeah. I, I think, um, what I, what I remember of my time down there and I was part of a youth singing group for a couple mm. of years, we would come down and we based out of hazard um yeah mostly so we're a little south of we were a little south of where you are yeah yeah but um you know the people and and the lifestyle and the music that came out of it you know i, I thought i was a pretty good guitar player and people would come <laughs> to see us after shows and i just you know here take this <laughs> dude it's i tell everybody like you know there's there's not really much else to do around here besides fishing uh, basketball, uh, music and, uh, you know, just moonshine. That's, <laughs> that's, about the, that's about the four professions that you find back in these hills. But, uh, yeah, you know, growing up, it was like you would meet these people, you would go to jam sessions, local jam sessions. And, uh, you know, like the, the, the old wise, you know, elders, would be sitting there and everybody would be gathered around them and, and everybody would just be soaking it in. And then there would be three or four younger guys who, after that jam, we would exchange numbers and then wind up, you know, farther back in the sticks, that old picking shop, you know, and, and, you know, we'd hole up and start a little band. And <laughs> it was just, it's, it's amazing to me. I've, I've thought about this a lot, like for the number of musicians, the number of great musicians that you've witnessed in, in your lifespan, how many more equally great musicians you've never even heard of. And I think probably a blue million of them are, are hiding out, you know, back in these hills. So <laughs> it, it, it sounds strangely like some kind of an animal planet episode, you know, where all the, <laughs> the old, the old masters, you know, are playing and the young bucks are forced to leave the camp so they can go <laughs> yeah. out and define their style and come back and take over the leadership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was co-star in that episode, by the way. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what it is. Though. It's, it's such a cool, cool culture. That, is, it, uh, is there a lot of mentorship that goes on or is it, is it, is it headbutting or is it's yeah. very informal, you know, you'll have, you'll have somebody who will, you know, just, you gravitate toward them. And it's never one of those things like, Hey, will you, you know, you mind if I come around? It's just, Hey, we're picking up the holler here at, you know, 10 o'clock tonight, show up or, you know, don't miss out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a very open door type of a, a music culture around here. And that's, that's one of the reasons why, um, why I loved the thought of Nashville was historically, uh, you know, music row, uh, was one of those cultures to where they wanted, they had an open door policy, you know, as long as you're good, come and show up and, and uh, I, I learned the hard way that that's kind of, you know, kind of telling out. And uh, it was it was a real melancholy type experience down there uh, because you saw glimpses of that and uh, and you really wanted to to, you know, participate in it. But it it wasn't like 
you thought it was going to be. It wasn't like home here where everybody's just like, well, look, hey, here's this lick. You want to, <laughs> you know, there's no secret behind it. It's just, here you go. Yeah, that, 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 um, it, it's sad. It's it's sad to hear you um, say that that's kind of tailing off. But I I suppose, I mean Nashville has grown so much. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. the state bird is the crane there right now. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I moved. I moved out of there a year and a half ago, and uh, and even going back now, you know, we'd been working on some new projects down there and I've been in and out of town probably, you know, at least once every two or three weeks and just the growth, just the, the number of sky rises that are, are being built or are new to my psyche. I, it just, it blows my mind that they can put them up that quick, you know, but uh, it, it is growing and they, they're trying, you know, they want to make it into another metropolis like Atlanta and, and more power to them. I mean, it, I hope they get whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like you might have had a little bit of a heads up in this process. You were saying that, that your dad had a recording studio. Was he a musician or do you come yeah. from a musical background? Yeah. Um, my my whole family uh, is very musically oriented. Uh, whether they play or whether they sing, most of us can carry a tune and uh, kind of understand the mechanics of it. Dad used to play in a uh, a gospel group. They they kind of based their their whole uh, artistry around Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys, and they called themselves the Bluegrass Gospel Boys. And so, as I was growing up he was in this band as long as I could remember. And I always wanted to get to the point where I could stand on stage and play with these guys. You know, they were, they were, I, I thought they were just amazing, you know, everything they'd done. And, and so uh, I, I was about 10 years old and, and asked dad if, if he would get me a guitar. And uh, sure enough, he, he bit the bullet and bought me a little cheap Takamani guitar. And uh, I, I started messing around with it and uh I, I got good enough to where i could stand next to them and then i just kept on going and kept on and and within a year you know he was telling me he said man i don't know if you've heard of this guy yet but his name's tony rice and son if you can learn to play about like tony rice then i'll you know i'll i'll buy you martin <laughs> I, said, I said well I really want a Martin. So, okay. You know, challenge accepted pops. <laughs> and, uh, and so speaking of homespun tapes earlier, you know, Tony had such an incredible yeah. you know, archive of, of stuff there. And, uh, just so happened one of dad's bandmates had, had, uh, the tape that, you know, showed how to play all, all the cold on the shoulder record and stuff like that. And, uh, and I got a hold of that and you talk about a deep dive. I dove head first into the biggest, I think probably the the deepest rabbit hole I've ever dove into when it comes to, to music. And there was just something natural, so natural about the playing of Tony and, and how I kind of processed music. And it was just like an instant lightning bolt that, that jolted through me. And, and so, 
you know, probably two or three months I was, I was playing mule Skinner blues and me and dad was going down to Ashland, Kentucky, and he was buying me a Martin. So, <laughs> <laughs> we, and I, you know, I try to do things right when I do. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's great to hear, um, hear that about Tony. Uh, there's a definite connection with him and Santa Cruz guitars. Oh you know, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and Richard, he and Richard were um, very close on a whole different level. Yeah. You know, just a whole different level. And um, it, it it's great to see him. It, it's great to see bluegrass music coming back. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I know, I know that, that this might be a little out of place, but I'm, I'm following Billy Strings. Yeah. You know, he's tearing it up. Dude. He's filling, he's filling big rooms and yes, he's taken it. He's taken. And, and that's the thing that I love about Billy is he's, he's taking that art form and making a production that will introduce it to a whole different crowd, you know? And I mean, there's people that's, that's biting the bluegrass that into that they're buying it. And, historically speaking those people would wouldn't be anywhere close to it but billy is just he's killing it man like you said i just it, i'm so happy for him yeah it, it 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 and i think it's great for the rest of you guys yeah you know i i, I think it opens up a it, it just oh yeah well i saw him well this guy's this guy you know this guy's got this whole thing going on and and i, I don't know if that i don't know how much chris Thiele, you know, has an impact of that with Prairie Home Companion and and just what he's done to bring a very traditional instrument, mm-hmm. a couple of very traditional instruments, banjo as well, you know, yeah. to the forefront of of people's consciousness. Well, it you know, everything you know we we learn from history is that it repeats and it's cyclical and you know. We tend as a as a culture to stray away from things that we're familiar with, and they go back into the dark archives for a little while, and then we get sick and tired of the newest thing, and so we we crave the older thing once again, you know, and and it just it it's this vicious cycle of boom and bust with everything. It just seems like, and and I'm just happy that that there are guys like Billy and Chris and, uh, you know, Chris Eldridge is another monster picker that's out there and, and just doing tremendous things. I'm glad that those guys are here for this rise of bluegrass again. You know, what an incredible era we could, we're going to have here in about a year or two when it's, it's just, I, amazing. I just saw that. I just saw, um, uh, Chris and, uh, uh, I just saw that five piece. You know, uh, with um, I'm trying to think of who the banjo player was, but the bass player was it Noam? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just and you know, I loved the whole show. I mean, everybody was gathered around one microphone, and and it was it was very cool. You know, oh, yeah. and yeah. everybody's listening. Yep. You know, everybody's well, it's, listening. It's mystifying, you know, because that whole. You know, we I've learned so much these past two years. We uh, 
in COVID, we were introduced to a whole new world of, of an area of the country that hasn't really been exposed to music in, in that light. And it's up in the, the, the Great Lakes area of Michigan. And uh, these guys up there, man, they're just so mystified with the interplay of the bluegrass ensemble. You know, we're all, we're all listening and participating through the whole show and communicating with each other, with, with our instruments and with our voices and, and, and around one mic, oh man, the movement and just, you know, the personal touch that it is, you know, the intimate experience of being around this big condenser mic and we're fighting, you know, we're fighting for soundscape and <laughs> it's, it is a mystifying performance. Is that how um, your band is doing it with one mic? We've been doing a lot of shows with with one mic. Um, I'm kind of interested to get in some bigger rooms and to see if we can make that, you know, keep that going and make it work. You know, it's 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 a bit of a challenge once you get all the ambiance in there and trying to control that. But we love the one mic setup. It is, it's just so cool. There's this. There's this crazy thing that happens with that half step back you know if you're just yeah. if you're if you're tuned in to what the what everybody's doing that little half step back just lets the dynamic go to somebody else and you know and yeah. it's it's very oceanic i mean it's wavy and it you know it's up and down and and yeah God, it's, it's that roller coaster ride that people haven't gotten uh with uh with pop music in, you know, in modern times anyway, you know, you've well, got the wall of sound versus this ever changing dynamic, you know. Well, think about the, the audience, you know, for Northern Michigan, I mean, Ted Nugent. Yep. <laughs> Ted. No, Dave, let's not. Kiss. Let's... <laughs> yeah, that's, if that's their point of reference. <laughs> <laughs> It could take you to some pretty pretty weird places. <laughs> Tad, I cut I cut on you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I said let's not think about him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was going to say earlier. You know, you're talking about the ebb and flow and the change of things, and 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 I'm I'm just glad that I'm in this place where this kind of music and, and these kinds of musicians like Josh are on the rise and people are more willing to, to listen to this and, and understand the, the dynamic of, of the, the multiplayer um, scene, you know, where people are, are sharing and listening and working with each other, you know, as opposed to the, I don't know even how to describe it, the, the the boots and spandex and makeup that seem to define music for you know that whole beginning of the mtv thing yeah. you know where where it wasn't so much the the quality of the musicians or the quality of the music but how much of a a visual presentation you could make um i hope i'm gone before that comes in the next come around whatever is going to be happening <laughs> well, um, Ted, i mean it's that's the interesting part of it. It is like I've seen within the last 10 years, I've seen both sides of that spectrum because that spectrum, what you just said, like the MTV crowd is still thriving 
And there's almost like this great divide within the the demographic of people who digest music in this modern age. Like half of them will participate in that thing and the other half absolutely despise it, you know, and they, they want something more real. And so it's such a weird, it, I mean, it's cool. It's, it's a, it's a great time. And, and there's a lot of exploration happening right now when it comes to, to music and stuff, but it is, it's bizarre what people can latch onto sometimes. <laughs> do you think that, do you think that that exploration came from COVID? When people, when, when all of a sudden every, you know, the door's shut. Yeah. I mean, and you either got to get, get along with yourself and what you do. Right. It, you know, it, it could have been a big driving force in, in, uh, propagating that quicker, you know, I, eventually I, I'm, I'm just an eventual person that, that sees like, eventually these things will always happen, you know, uh, Music is always going to move down the, the road, you know, and, and, but it'll always come back around too, in a way that, that pays homage to stuff. But, um, I've got a, a lot of friends in the, uh, in the pop music world and they, they found the COVID setup very, very conducive to what they were doing, you know, because they, they lock their doors and they don't come out of there for hours and hours and hours. We're, I'm more of a band oriented guy, you know, get us in a in studio a and set up a few mics and we're going to, we're going to lay this thing down in two hours and then we're, <laughs> you know, we'll fix it later if we, if we suck, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Okay. None of this explains my wife's infatuation with young Korean boy bands, but we won't <laughs> go there now. <laughs> well, you, you, you could, you could have kept, you could have kept that one to yourself. <laughs> I don't know if I need that visual. Uh, um, tell her I'll be praying for her, Ted. <laughs> tell us, tell us a little bit about your new band. Tell us, tell us where what what's going on now. Yeah, so uh, this new band it's called the Woodbox Heroes, and uh, we, uh, like I said, the past couple of years we've kind of took this band camp trip and in, in the heat of the summer in the south to, to northern Michigan and uh it started out in COVID year and I was going to take the band at that point but um you know COVID happened and and we couldn't you know have that many people so the guys up there decided that I should come and do little small songwriter things in the backyard and stuff and so we done that the next year, I, you know, I must have done something cool because they, they asked me back and, and wanted to know if I could bring a couple people with me. And I said, yeah, I got, I got a few guys up my sleeve, you know. And, uh, and so I, I called all my buds with Janae Fleener, you know, CMA Musician of the Year four time and, and another monster player, uh, guitarist Seth Taylor. And he's actually playing mandolin with us. And then Matt Menifee who to me is, you know, you talk about musical exploration. Matt is, uh, I mean, just an incredible, incredible virtuoso on a banjo. And uh, we took that that group and, and a bass player up to Northern Michigan in 21 and just rocked their socks off. You know, they they acted like, and this is no joke, they acted like they'd never seen music before. And so we left thinking, well, maybe... Maybe it's just because 
you know, we're coming out of COVID. People aren't, haven't been out doing stuff. And, you know, maybe, maybe that feeling within us is kind of like that too. Well, the next year, which was 22, I asked Barry Bales, uh, you know, longtime member of Allison Krauss and Union Station, if, if he would be interested in going and making the trip on the base. And he agreed. And we went up and we done, we done nine shows in 10 days. And wow. I mean, every one of them was just something different, kept you, kept you involved. And, and everybody was just beside themselves yet again. And so we were like, well, maybe, maybe this is something, you know, that, that we're not thinking of. And, and Janae looked at me and she said, yeah, I think this is a band. And I said, yeah, I do too. You're probably right. <laughs> and so, so it took us until about September to get in the studio and start, start cutting. Uh, but when we did, it was just, I mean, it, it, it truly is undescribable when something of this nature starts to happen and starts to come together and you start to see the different avenues that are going to be, you know, up ahead for the, for the group. And, uh, we're, you know, we've went from starting our recording process last September to we're going to make our Grand Ole Opry debut in August. Mm. So it's just happening mm. light and fast. And, uh, man, I just, you know, just, I'm just hanging on for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. That's, that's, that's enormous. That's, uh, um, that, that's, uh, that's magic. It is. Yeah. That's, that's a great word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Magic. Well, so that, that brings up a, a point I wanted to ask you about. Uh, you said you went up to, uh, up there to do some songwriting workshops. Yeah. Songwriting is something you're really good at. That's, that's, I'm really glad that Brandon, made this connection for us because i've been listening to your music a lot and you have a really good ability at putting together songs i mean they're just very natural they sound good they sound like the kind of songs that you'd like wow why isn't this on the radio more yeah so you're talking about starting up this new band and, and going in and recording is your songwriting adjusted by the people that you're playing with or do you just write and say okay here's here's what we want to play right well i've written i mean one of the one of the blessings of being in nashville and being in the songwriting scene uh was you know i've written you know at least two three hundred songs in a short period of time so you've got a you've got a big pool of songs to choose from um but, and the ironic thing is that most of these songs we're cutting for the Woodbox Heroes have, have come within the past two years. And uh, so, yeah, I, I kind of do all that work in, you know, my solemn space uh, and, and by myself. And, and if, that, if it happens to be something that somebody else wants to record or, you know, something that I'm looking to record or whatever, then even better. But it's, it's more of a explorative you know kind of a the way that i process things that are happening in the world you know i try to make sense out of things with putting my pen to paper and uh trying to tell those stories and and you know just explore that that stuff uh through my songs and it 
you know, a few of them just happened to work for this project. So, uh, and Janae to Janae Flanner, she, she's got, she's a great songwriter as well. And for this, for this project, you know, we're kind of going, you know, 50, 50 with, with some of the stuff she's doing some singing and, and, uh, yeah, but gosh, what a, what a great community. If you, if you get to meet the right people in, in Nashville and, and, you know, get to spend time with those songwriters talking about, you know, my other experience here in the Hills with learning how to play guitar and, and music, that craft of songwriting, it's, it's got a lot of giants that we're, we're standing on their shoulders, you know, yeah. and, you know, when you can, when you can dive in and, and sit one-on-one -on -one with one of those giants and just have a conversation with them, not even, I mean, when I'm sitting in a room with one of those guys, we rarely even get to write because I'm just so curious about their process and, and just how they got there and how they, how they do their thing. And that's uh that's a big part of, of the music uh, that I make is, is all those guys that have done wonderful things, you know, in the past. That's, um, that's great. That, 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 that's really great. I, I think that, you know, 5% inspiration and 95% perspiration. But, <laughs> uh, but it, it really does come from those ideas, come from that inner sharing and, and things like that. Um, I'm a filmmaker and it, it's, I would much rather sit with a legend and never take out a camera. Yeah. You know? And just and just listen to what he has to say because that's that's firsthand knowledge. I mean, that's how knowledge is passed down. I mean, we can all we can all go to YouTube and we can all you know we can all take the seminar and you know I, I can wait eleven minutes for this guy to explain how my slice is going to stop if I just buy his <laughs> you know if I just buy his his program that he sold. Oh, it's only forty seven dollars. I wish yeah. it was at the beginning. I would have bought it right up front. I wouldn't have wasted ten minutes listening to you. But that that inner interplay and just if they're willing to share, yeah, that's yeah. that's the biggest thing is you know and and. Um, I've been lucky enough to, to have these guys as, as good friends, you know, and, uh, just get, getting to know them on a personal level. You know, it's kind of like what, you know, the, the old thing is somebody hears a, a awesome sounding guitar, you know, and they go, man, that guitar sounds good, you know? And then the, the, the master guitarist sitting there, hears them and he says, here, you know, you play it. And the guy grabs a hold of it and you know he's kind of disappointed with how it sounds when he's playing it <laughs> and then he reaches it back and the guy starts playing again he's like wait a minute you know <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> it's it's so much of you know it's like going back to tony like the clarence white you know guitar the antique I've heard so many accounts of people getting their hands on that guitar and they're they're left with that feeling well that didn't sound like Tony, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, that's just, that's the magic of it, you know, is that a, an object 
or, or a song or whatever, if, if two songwriters were to have the same idea, the same hook, the same, you know, subject matter of what they're going to write about and, and what they want to write about, you separate those two and they're going to come back with two completely different songs that might share some of the same ideas and, and, and nuances, but it's not going to be the same song because it's two individuals trying to do, you know, the same thing. And that's the beauty of music. Right. Well, and you could say that same thing about uh, the themes of so many of the songs. I mean, falling in love, falling out of love, um, losing some, you know, they're just certain themes that are so standard and have been uh, at the core of music since music started, probably. I wasn't around, I can't say for sure, but uh, <laughs> the way everybody approaches those things and the way they present them, you know, from the filter of their existence is what keeps them interesting and keeps us listening and keeps us searching. Um, so. Yeah. I'd heard, I'd heard a saying too, that, you know, how you play a standard structure, you know, if you're reached an instrument you play a standard one, four, five, you know, song, one, four, five being Nashville numbers, you know, that's just how I compute you know, the stuff, but the way that you play that, is genre, you know, and you might have a different genre than, and that's where you get all these different subgenres. You know, a re, yeah, howdy, buddy. <laughs> He's right there. He sound like a big guy. Yeah, there's, there's two of them. Right? The, the the puppy will come stick its face in here in a second, and you'll, oh wow, you won't believe it. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. No, um, it's fine. <laughs> I looked behind me. I was like, Tag, go on. I'm really, uh, it, this is weird, but I'm completely into the Marty Stewart show right now. Oh, wow. You know, it's on, it's on RFD, you know, yeah. but his, his um, paying it forward and his commitment to bring on these great these great songwriters and 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 these great things and and you just you're watching him when he's standing next to this guy and he's just he's in awe yeah you know because there goes my everything you know i mean holy cow <laughs> you know yeah pretty, and, pretty good song <laughs> yeah pretty good song and, and and a few people recorded it and i think it made a little money but um we don't see that in any other music i think but country you know we certainly don't see it in pop and we certainly don't see it in 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 we see it a little bit in rock and roll yeah but yeah not so much. It, it, it seems like a lot of greed and lost youth, you know. Well, and that's that's what I was kind of hinting at earlier, you know, when I said that I moved to Nashville. You know, I moved to Nashville because I'd heard all these, you know, great romance stories about, you know, how these people met so-and-so and they wound up writing that song and, and whatever. And uh, I think, you know, with, with the country music and all the genres under the umbrella of country music, you know, bluegrass yeah. is like that and, yeah, yeah. and folk. Um, you do have that, 
camaraderie, you know, and I guess, you know, it's kind of like the Eagles had a little bit of that back when they were living in, you know, in California and, and Jackson Brown was downstairs or, or, you know, however those stories went, they had their, their crew and they knew that they loved being in the same room and, and loved hanging out and, and they just so happened to love working together too. And that's kind of how old Nashville operated. It wasn't as much as appointment, you know, writing or, or whatever as it is now. Um, and that's how this band is kind of coming about. I think I, the coolest thing about this band is that we genuinely love making music together. But on top of that, we love just hanging out, you know? And and so when you do that, you you kind of get to experience all these little magical moments, you know, through, through the, through that process. And it's just like, Oh, wait, you just said something really cool. Let's put this, you know, let's write this song. <laughs> it's off to the races. That's great. That, 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 that's really great to hear. I, I have some familiarity with some pretty big rock bands and, you know, it's six different buses. Oh my gosh. You that's know? expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, one for each band member, plus then would they, you know, three more for the crew. But, but yeah. you know, the show's over and they're on the bus by themselves. Yeah, you know, and that's that. I know that there's a, a camaraderie in in sharing in sharing a life, not just a stage. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it, sharing sharing that life and and mutually mutually. Mutually shared experiences, I guess, with individual input. Yeah. I don't know any other way to say that. Real uh, life. <laughs> uh, Real life, yes. Let's geek a little bit on gear. Let's do it. Yeah. Gear. Gear. Yeah, gear. Gear is a... Dun, dun, dun. Gear's an acoustic guitar, huh? Yeah, uh, right. You're talking about tuners? Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 56 degree wedges um uh, is that all you play is acoustic no no okay. I, um i've got a, a whole arsenal of electrics and uh you know I, I got a couple banjos laying around and a couple mandolins you know i, I do a little bit of everything um being a studio rat uh but acoustic is where i feel most at home you know? mm -hmm. and so i gravitate toward it more than i do the others yeah no i i heard uh one of your videos where you're i think you're playing a telecaster um and you get you you handle that pretty damn nicely <laughs> well thank you ted <laughs> <laughs> Telecaster is basically acoustic with pickups, you know, it's like, it's a little more twang, but, uh, it's a stick, you know, <laughs> so I, I'm reading a great book right now called the birth of loud. And wow. it's a comparison between Les Paul, Leo Fender and Paul Bixby and wow. how it, literally it, it's fantastic read mm. fantastic read it, it, it talks about the philosophies behind it all you know and and leo just wanted to bolt shit together you know 
And <laughs> Gibson wanted to make this really elegant, you know, elegant guitar and everything. And all of a sudden they make the Les Paul and it sells like it doesn't sell. Yeah. You know? And in the meantime, Leo's buying a yacht every year. You know, it's it, because it's it's it, it Fender went wilder than its dreams, you know, and he he had no concept, he had no concept of it. All he wanted to do was take it to country swing players. <laughs> well, and it's the right weight, is the other thing, you know, it doesn't weigh you down for a four hour set. Uh, yeah, 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 but get your back <laughs> oh man back. it's it's like watching a banjo guy after you know he's been playing for 40 years like jd crow you know he's just kind of hunched over and you know all grouchy and rah, rah, you know whatever it's like that's the that thing weighs 100 pounds that you're looking around that's the natural position you know just yeah. just 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 put my arms so i can play you know yeah. <laughs> just just fix it like that okay um yeah. it, it, it really 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 music what a what an amazing amazing gift yeah that costs nothing and 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 we can all share it yeah for sure it's and it's you know i guess i guess it's part of uh a part of my my raising here in east kentucky you know it's um it's so much more than just a reason to get together and drink beer and and you know dance and, and whatever it it really we i think the way we look at music around here is the way that music has been historically you know it's a spiritual experience when you're when you're doing music you know you you write these songs that are going to last so much longer than than you're going to last you know than you're we've all got an expiration but the music and the art that we can make while we're here you know it, it has an opportunity to to live on and to tell our story to tell firsthand stories of of what we were going through and how we felt and um you know a, a whole lot better and and more at least a whole lot more interesting than a historical book could could do it you know with the, just list the facts you know we're putting melodies and and cool little sig licks and stuff throughout it to to keep you there with us and uh yeah it's it's a, such a amazing and you're making it thing. up yeah you're making it up yeah so you know that, yeah. that's 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 the beauty of the songwriter's perspective and 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 what you bring to the whole thing um you know I just know when I get together and play with my friends, we're just trying to stay on the par with the beer drinking and dancing. So, yeah. <laughs> and not not knocking that. I mean, hey, we've done our first year of that too. All right, so. <laughs> if, if somebody doesn't sell beer, they don't call us to come back and play. So <laughs> that's great. Uh, we we know you're a, a, an SCGC. You you've uh, been playing these strings a little bit. Oh man. Yeah. What do you think? Well, it's like I was telling Mr. Hoover, um, these strings are, they're doing something for my guitars that I can't even hardly, I, I'm not smart enough to describe what they're doing to my guitars, but I know that for some reason that top is, is producing a, a clearer sound and, and, and it's wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, I've got a little classical experience. When I was in high school, uh, my my high school music instructor, he was a guitar professor, and uh, he uh, he was very classically trained and oriented. And we used tension based strings on a classical, you know. And these fine, you know, he had a twenty thousand dollar, you know. Uh, Spanish classical kind of, I guess it was a flamingo guitar, but you would buy strings based on the tension of the string, not the gauge. And so when, when I was approached with these strings, it kind of took me back to that because I remember experimenting a little bit with that, you know, the tension and it does make a huge difference. If you have equal tension on on you know just the right tension on each string and and all that stuff it's just wow kudos to you guys for for getting something like that on the market yeah he uh there's so much science you know i mean rick barto is is was the other uh developer and and uh there's so much science involved in it yeah um and you know, as Richard, as Richard becomes more toward the end of his career and things like that, I think that's the legacy he wants to leave is that, you know, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of magic in it, you know, and there's a lot of myth and all this stuff, but, but it's based in science. Yeah. And, and, you know, if, if this is the way it is, it, it, you, you, I guess it, it it I guess you gotta go beyond the the guitar you know guitar center kind of um mentality you know for sure yeah you know and you're and you're and you're just you're just looking a little deeper and how can I get more out of this creation yeah and and that's the thing you know with I think Richard has done a very he, he's got a very similar approach to how I've always approached tone and tonality. Um, you know, used to, I would pick up a guitar when I was first starting and I would just be happy to get the notes, you know, and then, then I started recording mm -hmm. and that whole process of having a mic in front of you and playing and, and doing a pass down and then listening on good quality speakers back, you're like, mm, that didn't quite sound like I wanted it to what can I adjust to get that to sound like you know acoustic record Tony Tony Rice you know and and uh, it's that process of of trial and error you know that scientific process that it it everything goes into it the guitar the woods the the strings the fingers the you know the picks and wow <laughs> science true science <laughs> there he is again he is. <laughs> there squirrel doing, some, doing some, some construction in the house kitty corner behind us and she's got to make sure that they keep their you know themselves in keep line it. back there yeah because <laughs> she runs the neighborhood <laughs> of course <laughs> The puppies, the puppies in big competition for for neighborhood neighborhood dominance, but um, <laughs> right now she she's got it. Uh, Josh, you've been unbelievable. Tad, do you have anything? 
I was I was going to ask Josh if there was any uh, uh, plan to have him out here on the West Coast. Yeah. So we could, uh, catch the shows maybe have him come by the the shop uh you know dude that would be that would be amazing i'm sure within the next year the way things are going guys I, i'm sure we'll be making a run out uh out y'all's way so uh definitely i'll keep that in mind and be looking forward to that day because well you know santa cruz uh, it's yeah it's just amazing that if we're not on if we're not on fire or underwater <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> which has been our which has been our uh, moniker for the last two or three years if we aren't burning up we're drowning right <laughs> <laughs> minor details minor details yeah. well it's when the- it happens when it happens, you know you got two tickets sold. So you know, hopefully <laughs> that will encourage you. To I think four. 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 Yeah, you're already, you're already, you're already there. You know. I mean, hey, that's, we might not be playing the Greek, but we'll. <laughs> that's the gas. That's gas money from you know Berkeley to San Francisco. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Let's do a private yeah. listening the- listening room concert in your <laughs> shop. <laughs> yeah the, the the greek is kind of uncomfortable maybe the freight and salvage <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> well willie nelson you know willie nelson just done his his big 90th birthday celebration at the hollywood bowl you know a lot yeah, of my yeah. buddies were yeah. out there and wow you know and, and speaking of that you know here here's another cool little little thing you know it took willie nelson 90 years to make a bluegrass project but i got the opportunity to play guitar on it and i I just cannot believe that I can even say that with, uh, you know, that my name is my, my guitar is going to be on a Willie Nelson project coming out. So, yeah. <laughs> That's got to feel great. Oh man. Yeah. That's got to feel great. It was, it was a very cool experience. You know, we had me and Barry and, um, Ron block and Dan Tominski done a little bit. Seth played a little mandolin and then, uh, uh oh uh rob ikes was playing dobro california oh, guy rob ikes so yeah it was an awesome awesome band well so. um we can't thank you enough for your time well i, I hope you guys can, so much i hope we can do a little for you we'll make sure that everybody gets all your links and stuff like that on our post and facebook and all that and cool and uh just wish you all the best. I know I don't even have, you don't even have to do that because you can just tell from your spirit that you're going to stay focused and on track and meteoric. Well, Richard, I appreciate that. And, and Tad, great to, great to talk to you too. Uh, thank you guys for, for the support, man. It means the world to all of us out here. That's just trying to make it happen. You know, <laughs> well, we really appreciate you being so out open and sharing and, and just giving of your time we we yeah. can't say thanks enough well i appreciate it guys thank y'all so uh i hope it's not raining out there i looks like the east coast is getting pretty pounded dude it's been some weird weather so far uh like it's been the mildest intro to summer that we've ever experienced and there's just been like wave after wave of kind of like a tropical type <laughs> pattern that's been 
hammering down on us. So, yeah. We haven't seen the sun since March. Oh, no. <laughs> Y'all need to go to the tanning bed or something. Yeah. The, <laughs> I, I had a, a very um, a very famous surfer look at me and he, say, he said, you have the whitest skin of any human being I've ever known. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't live on the North Shore and I don't spend my life in the water, Kelly. Right. Can't explain it. Um, thank you so much. And we can't wait to share. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let me know if, if, if I can ever do anything or if the band can ever do anything for you. Yeah. We, 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 we'd love, we'd love, and we'd love to talk, you know, and um, it's a, uh, we love this hookup from Brandon. Um, it, it, you know, I, I, I saw that he didn't win um, Saturday night, but Miami, yeah. Yeah, gee, my first year show got nominated for an Emmy. Shucks. <laughs> yeah, too bad. I'm really feeling bad on that one. Dude, he, he is a class act. I yeah. really, you know, it's not very seldom, or it, it's very seldom that you can just stumble on something like Brandon's doing right now. And yeah. he's he's got a great idea, and I think it's going to be very successful for him. So Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah. Yeah, it, we talked to him right before it um, got started, and then we just spoke to him recently, and it it, it it's really going along. So, yeah, go have yourself I'm a not too Kentucky <laughs> afternoon. All right, guys, thank okay. you all so much. And yeah, uh, thank we'll, you. We'll talk to you soon. Look, it's That's still it. recording. Okay, take care. <laughs> hey, bye bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this installment of the Santa Cruz Coffee Break. For more music related fun, please join the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum at scgcpf or santacruzguitarplayers.com. If you have any questions or possible podcast topics, please contact us. If you have a product or service that you feel would be of value to our listeners, please consider adding your support and keeping the coffee pot on. Contact us for more information. We ask that you hit the like, follow, bell, or bookmark buttons so we can keep you informed of upcoming podcast episodes. We hope you enjoyed Santa Cruz Coffee Break. Now it's time to go play your guitar. <laughs>